hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day. Wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long from Your Tech Life and EFTM. And joining me for this sesquicentennial episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. And for those who don't know what a sesquicentennial is, it's our 150th episode. We actually had to Google that before yeah. the show. The sesquicentennial. Where would we be without helpful, the Wikipedia but, uh, listing for the word <laughs> anniversary? So not a bad little listing there on the old Wikipedia. The uh, Who knew that a uh, – I don't even want to pronounce some of these things, but the, 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 the words that exist for different years, amazing. Anyway, sesquicentennial, the 150th episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. For more information, we'll tell you about them shortly. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, mate, I know you've been out tonight, and we'll talk about that shortly, but I've been uh, here slaving away, podcasting, but in between segments, I've been titan falling. So this is, a, this is a big deal. This is a blockbuster, really, for Xbox, because it's not a, a cross-platform game. It's for Xbox One and PC, but Xbox One specifically is the, is the importance here because it's not available on PlayStation. This is one of those games that is important for Microsoft to set the scene for this platform, uh, to drive sales on this platform, Xbox One. This is probably one of the first big games that will drive console bundle sales. Um, we had a beta preview of this uh, 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 about a month ago, which was a bit of fun, and I've been playing it for a couple of days now. It's I don't mind it, man. I'll tell you a couple of things quickly about why I don't mind it. We're talking about a you know a first person combat game. Um, I love the fact that I can jump in, play for five or ten minutes, and then jump out and do something else. It's not a you don't have to be in this laboriously long campaign movie no, style thing. Right. Well, it's it's an it's a, an online multiplayer game. Uh, there's no campaign. There's there's no one. There's no single player game. That's the whole idea of the thing. Titanfall, uh, first person shooter. That's on online game, multiplayer, and I think it's going to be like what what Halo did to Xbox. The yes. original Xbox Titanfall is going to do for the Xbox that's One. Right. So impressive to see a title of this quality on a brand new console. That that, that that's remarkable. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The background of this, though, is is interesting because, you know, Call of Duty is a very popular franchise. I'm a big fan of the Call of Duty franchise. And after Modern Warfare 2, which really was the game that started setting all those records, the people behind Infinity Ward were actually, they, they parted company. They were actually fired. Mm. The guys, uh, Jason West and Vince Sampella, the two guys who then left Infinity Ward, formed the company behind this game, Respawn Entertainment. So the legacy they bring with them is this is the the Call of Duty legacy, if you like, where they've put all the smarts and all the design skills, gameplay skills from their franchise, from their experience, and poured it into this game, which is terrific. And, and here's what's cool about it. There's a lot of these futuristic games where um, often you, you cross from the, the, the current to the future in, in these weird kind of scenarios. 
This is quite cool because you are you are aren't actually a soldier. You're a pilot. Uh, you walk around as a pilot, equipped with your weaponry. Uh, you go into these scenarios, uh, whether it is a multiplayer campaign or whether it's one of the you know survival or capture the flag style modes. And you're, you're fighting away. The the better you are, the quicker the time um, elapses that your Titan becomes available. And this is where the, the Titanfall name comes from. The whole objective, well, not the whole objective, but one of the cool things about this game is to get your Titan. And after a certain amount of time in the game, a Titan becomes available. You press a, the down arrow on, on, the, on the controller and your Titan falls from the sky. You run up to it, you jump in it, and you become this controller. You become inside the robot. The robot yeah. is an extension of you, weaponry, and all that kind of thing. So then you're fighting Titan to Titan or Titan to, to pilot. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool um, way, to, way to change up the game and, and really give yeah. you something to aim for. Well, what I like about it is the fact that with an online, a traditional online multiplayer, like Call of Duty, you play a map and it's you got to kill as many people as you can and try not to be killed yourself. Yeah. What I like about this game is that it brings a lot of the elements you normally find in a campaign. There's a storyline, things happen, characters are talking to each other. So you get the, the flavor of the multiplayer and all, all that goes with it, but you also get this backstory and all those elements that would you normally would normally find only in a campaign. So it's bringing the best of both worlds. I think it's, it's a really good mix and something that I think that we're going to see a lot more of. Um, and in the back end of this game too, what, what they've done is a lot of the processing goes up, happens up in the cloud so that your, your device your console then is all in charge of just creating the graphical performance and making the graphics look as best as they can. So the speed and, the, and the everything else comes from the cloud and your console or your PC is what's rendering the game to make it look really nice. So I think very clever how it's been presented. And look, um, in terms of general gameplay, it's difficult for me to say much because it's a multiplayer game. Uh, the thing has literally in the last few hours become available in America. It's not available here till Thursday. You know, there's a couple of people with it in Australia, but it's been very hard for me to get a game going because I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for people yeah. to come in. So there'll be a lot more reviews come out. I'll um, take one, mate. I'll take oh, one. Mate, mate, I suck at these games. Honestly, <laughs> I'm running around with these people who are just shooting and, and winning, and I'm just I'm just going, you know, I'll just stand well, got, here in a corner. Well, you've got a steering wheel in your hand. Yeah, I need, that's what I need. But um, but it'll, it'll evolve over the next week when people really jump into it. It's, it's, a, it's a great yeah. multiplayer experience because it's, it's been designed for that. Yeah, on a heap of awards too. It's it's really been a very highly anticipated game that's lived up to the hype. You know, you hear about all these great big titles when they arrive, they're a little bit of a letdown. This has been leading up to this day, and it's going to live up to all those expectations. With is really exciting for Microsoft and for the Xbox One platform. I'm going to get me in my Titan, and I'm going to um, I'll work alongside you. I'll go cop, mate. You can be on my team. Yes, of I, course. I don't want to. I don't two blokes, two you. blokes talking Titanfall. <laughs> two blokes talking Titanfall. Uh, you can read more about that uh, at eftm.com.au, and uh, Stephen will get up some uh, some gameplay and uh, talk about it at techguide.com.au. Well, as you mentioned, uh, I've been out tonight and just returned from a Samsung event held at this, well, you can only really describe it as just a luxurious home in Vaucluse. Your place uh, then? Yeah, well, yeah, I had to, had to rent the house <laughs> out. Uh, but it was a, a massive place that had a view of the harbour as well as having a view of the ocean. So just a remarkable property. 
Samsung uh, took the house over to showcase their new smart appliances. So uh, there were different groups that went room to room to look at, look at the washing machines and air conditioners and vacuum cleaners, refrigerators, dishwashers, uh, ovens, cooktops. So all these appliances uh, seem to be in situ, like in, in, as you would normally see them in a home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, the the most impressive takeout of the, is the fact that you can you can really use the word smart for most of the products. They like the, the the front load washers have a screen that's the same size as the Galaxy S4. There's another washer dryer that's got an eight inch screen like the size of a tablet. They've all got the Wi-Fi connectivity, really simple to operate. Can talk to the smartphone when when the cycle's done. Uh, your, your fridge has got all these different modes as well. Vacuum cleaners that are going to really give Tyson, uh, Tyson Dyson a good run for his money as well. Some very impressive products there. And also, of course, in the kitchen, they showed us how they uh, prepared some of the meal with the new ovens, the refrigerators. Uh, so it was a very impressive night. So what makes a smart appliance? So let, let's talk about the washing machine, for example, you know, with a, with a screen the size of a Samsung Galaxy S4. Is it interacting with Samsung or Android devices only, or is there a little bit of, uh, you know, cross-platform nature about it? What, what yeah, makes it cross, smart? There's, there's cross-play too. Yeah, like people think, well, what, why would you need a smart appliance? Well, you think, and mate, I can speak from experience where, you know, my wife goes to work and says, look, just remember to hang out the towels when the, when the cycle's done. I'm here four hours later and forgotten the towels. Like my wife gets home, I get in trouble because I didn't remember the towels to yes. hang the towels out. Yeah, we all can relate now, to that. Now, the, what, what the, one of the things it could do is tell you when the cycle's finished. You can just look on the, on the app and see, and it's cross-platform. You can look at the app and say, okay, there's 10 minutes to go in the cycle. Set an alarm so you know, okay, cycle's finished. Um, you, you can then you can program with the, uh, different cycles however you want from your device. Uh, so that's the, the connectivity part of it. E- even the air conditioner works the same way. The air conditioner lets you know how much power you're using as you adjust the temperature, obviously, the, the cooler you make your home, the harder the air conditioner's got to work, the mm. more power it's going to use. And it actually gives you a scale by saying, okay, it's 20 degrees now. If you want to knock it down to 18 degrees, you're going to use 15% more power to do it. Right. So it gives you and, – and it aggregates that over time. So you can see in a week or a month how much you've used the air conditioner. You can set it then to your kilowatt hour rate and work out the bill that that's going to give you. So it's those sort of things. Apart from the control, of course, you can control it. But they're the sort of smarts that are built into these appliances that allow you to uh, use them in a proper way. Because air conditioners get a bad rap because everyone thinks, oh, they use it to chew through your electricity. But I think the app really puts it into perspective exactly how much electricity it's going to use. Uh, so you can see long, you know, for the month, a week, however you want, you can see exactly how much uh, electricity it's chewing through. So that they're the smarts that are coming into it. The fridge, we, we've seen at CES as well, can connect to the internet. They can send you a shopping list, things like that, that are just making those appliances we take for granted. Uh, and and it, it makes them a little bit more uh, relevant to our sort of day to day life because we can we can send the messages, receive messages, receive those notifications. What uh, okay? Wrap it up here. You, you can't keep the house. You can't keep everything. What one appliance would you want in the Fennec household from tonight? Well, we're after. We actually really need a new new uh, washing machine. Right. And I was sent on a mission to check out the new washing machines, and we're a top load. We're a top load washing machine family. Yes. And I spoke to Mike Lilly, who's the product manager from Samsung, who knows these appliances back to front, real authority in appliances. 
He said, mate, you've got to switch to a front loader. They save you not only power, they also save you water, and they can also give you a, just a better wash. Right. Uh, so uh, uh, we're in the, in the discussion now where we're thinking of switching to from a top loader. We've always been a top load washing machine family to a front load washing machine family. Right. Big deal. Big decision. We look forward to following that decision here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. It won't be the sesquicentennial that we uh, decide that, but maybe the bicentennial. Maybe it'll take you 50 weeks to decide. You never know. You We've never, got to never know. Money to pay for it too, I think. Exactly. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenning. And it's all thanks to the good people at, at uh, Netgear, netgear.com.au for more information about their products, including the beautiful Nighthawk uh, EC1900 smart Wi-Fi router. This is... If you've got gaming, you want to do gaming, things like Titanfall, and uh, you're relying on a Wi-Fi, this is the router for you with built-in gaming, streaming, and mobile devices in mind. Uh, The next-generation gigabit Wi-Fi router delivers the fastest Wi-Fi currently available. No matter where you Wi-Fi, the Nighthawk has you covered with Beamforming Plus and built-in high-powered amplifiers and external antennas. It's a beautiful little thing with a powerful dual-core 1 gigahertz processor inside, extreme Wi-Fi, and that beamforming plus, you will never look back uh, after you acquire yourself a Netgear Nighthawk. Check it out at netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, I woke up bright and early this morning and uh, got the notification that there was an update available for my iPhone. Um, You know, I didn't think much of it other than just pressing the button and installing it. But, gee whiz, throughout the day, um, the odd thing dumped out at me that this was a real big jump. This was not just some little bug fix. The the number one thing that jumped out at me was the the receiving and making calls uh, screen has, has been very well tweaked. Uh, Siri has been upgraded a little, and the keyboard has changed also. It's a very interesting little um, progression forward, don't you think? 7.1, you know that if they hit the point one or point two, you know that you're onto something uh, pretty big, and uh, this really lived up to that. You're right about the d- different call screens. Even you, when you power off the device too, the, the slide to power off is totally different. Uh, they've changed a few things around, added a list view to the calendar, They've even, uh, apart from the phone changes, they've they've done some iTunes radio changes as yeah. well, which is a fairly fairly recent addition. So you can now buy albums, not just songs. They got rid of a few really bad radio stations, didn't they? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that because my '80s hits station. When I tried to listen to it today, it said it was unavailable. Mine was working. And I immediately suspected you were responsible for that. Mm. In fact, I sent out an Instagram photo of my screen saying the station was unavailable. <laughs> Hashtag sabotage. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's one, of the, one of the changes they did make actually was making it easier to create stations based on an artist or a song. And also, you can, uh, rather than, you know how you can buy the, uh, the single, the, the song? Yeah. You can now buy the whole album as well that the song came from. So ah, they're trying yes. to, that's the, uh, the upsell there for on the music side. But other little cosmetic changes too, there was uh, the, 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 green, the green for the message icon, the FaceTime icon, and the, um, iPhone, and the phone icon, uh, I'm told, a slightly darker green. Yeah, it's it's Bottom, very subtle, it, but when you're on a call, you know when you're on a call and you go to your home screen and you've got that green at the top, um, top of top, you know, yes. one centimeter. It's a very different green, and I don't know, it's stupidly subtle, but it does make a difference. Uh, it's funny little things like that that they've just you know workshopped and gone. We think it should be this way. It's like the the um, answer or reject buttons. What used to be you know rectangles now they're little round circles. 
very interesting little changes yeah, think, that, that you can't really get logic around, but that's what they've done. They've pulled it back. I think iOS 7 is all about less is more. They're, they've really made it that they're getting out of the way of your content and getting out of the way of the experience. And that's what they've done even further with 7.1, I think. But as we use the phone more, as I use my iPhone, I'm discovering other little little things as well, like the bottom, the, you know, the bottom where your phone, mail, you know, those four icons at the very bottom of the screen that used to be a little bit transparent, that yeah. paint, it's now not transparent. Uh, so they've adjusted a little bit of the transparency there. Yeah. Uh, other other things, like like in the calendar, I mentioned the list view button. Remember how it was a, a couple of keystrokes to get into your list view to create a new appointment? Yeah. So they've, they've adjusted that as well. So I think what they've done, apart from making some cosmetic changes, they've really listened to the users uh, about what they didn't like about iOS 7. Now, iOS 7, as you know, you probably got as many calls as I did about this on the radio. People were, weren't, weren't really, weren't, not, not a lot of people really loved it. There were yep. a lot of people who think, oh, mate, what have I done? I want to go back to the old one. So I think as, as those problems have been sorted out, uh, that's what this update, I think, has addressed, apart from those those design changes too. So this is significant. I think a lot of people uh, are going to be downloading this and being pleasantly surprised at some of the changes. The number one thing I'll be looking out for, and I'll probably know by this time next week, is other reboots gone? Because, geez, my device would reboot regularly. It had just come up with a white screen with an Apple logo, and then, you know, just very, very quick uh, reboot back to home. It was a real bug uh, reported uh, globally. Very strange thing just happens, and, and hopefully that's been fixed by this iOS 7.1 as well. Yeah, I think another thing to mention too is that this is the first upgrade that includes CarPlay. So CarPlay, which is what we spoke about last week on the show, where iOS in the car, yep. this is the first step towards those new vehicles, and this operating system will allow those features. Once, once these cars are available... Uh, you, you'll be able to see use CarPlay, so it'll be have to be obviously iOS 7.1 and beyond, which will be CarPlay compatible. And you can check out some of the uh, screenshots and changes to iOS 7.1 at Stephen's web- website TechGuide.com.au, including uh, some screenshots where uh, your missus made the call to you, and that's a very <laughs> it is a very different um, answer screen um, for the iPhone and. Uh, Joe got a mention there on Tech Guide. She'd be she's a famous celebrity now here on on TechGuide.com.au. So check it out. Uh, changes to iOS seven. I don't know. What do you think? Let us know. Get in touch on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Long, and this man is at Stephen Fennick with a PH. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now the uh, we've all heard of the seniors card. There, I think once you turn sixty five, you're a lot closer to it than me. Yeah, yeah, that's right, mate. A few years closer than you. But uh, anyway, the seniors card is something that, that people use. You know, they get cheap, cheaper movies and, and different services, but they've got to flash the card to get it. Uh, it's not obvi- immediately obvious what those specials are, but what the New South Wales government has done, they've, they've actually taken on a new app. They've, the new, they've created a New South Wales seniors card app, which was created from, uh, from within an incubator over in Manly called Tech Beach. Wow. Uh, it's one of many apps that, that's coming out of that development house there. Uh, and the New South Wales government commissioned them to create this app as part of their Apps for New South Wales initiative. So what it, it encourages developers to create apps that could be useful to the community. They give them their support. And obviously with this kind of app, 
app, the uh, New South Wales Seniors Card app. That's one of them. But what, what it does, it makes it easier for tech-savvy seniors to find special offers, discounts. Uh, they may want a, a deal with a tradesman, travel uh, offers. It, it really puts that literally at their fingertips so that they can find uh, these special deals. And there's even maps built in, so if they need to go to a store, it can actually direct them right to their door. Very cool that it was created uh, here in, in Sydney too. When you think about the way apps are developed these days often, and with no disrespect to India or other places like that, they, they get outsourced development overseas because it's cheaper. And for a little incubator and a, a bunch of developers here in Sydney to get the gig and to create a, an app like this is a great thing, don't you reckon? Absolutely right. Yeah, it just shows that the the app the app community the startup community is really healthy here in Australia. I think that you know everyone talks about the Valley and you know, the US, but there are a lot of really cool startups here in Australia that are getting worldwide attention because of places like Tech Beach, like Polonizer in Surrey Hills. There's plenty of these incubators around that are really nurturing these startups, uh, advising them on the right moves to make, the right staff to take on, the right things to develop. And uh, this is just one one of many success stories we're going to be hearing uh, into the future. So uh, you know, it, good, good to see that the, our government is even supporting supporting these yeah, developers as, as well. they should. If you're uh, if you've got a seniors card, check out the new seniors card app, and you can see a preview of those of that app and some screenshots at techguide.com.au. There's been some really popular kind of social gaming apps available over the years, you know, Words with Friends, um, uh, Draw Something, even Angry Birds, but certainly in terms of competing with your friends, um, some of these apps have been quite interesting. And and one of the ones I've just discovered, which I'm quite enjoying, um, is Quiz Up. It's one word, Quiz Up, uh, combine the two words together and you get the name of the thing. People don't love spaces in, in names of things, do they? But yeah, just ask WhatsApp and their $19 billion check. Fair, fair point. I'll take, take that on board. <laughs> the, um, this is fun because I've had a couple of these kind of apps before where you pick topics and, uh, and you challenge people, you, whether it's a, a quiz or some sort of um, you know, guessing game. And they were always in-app purchase space. So you had two free topics and then you had to buy all the other topics. This is strangely all free. It's a beautifully designed app. Uh, I can't imagine why Apple uh, won't start featuring this in many ways because it it really does have all the core essence of uh, iOS 7 design in it. And essentially, here's how it works. You go in and there's a million topics to choose from. I mean, it could be a particular TV show or TV generally. It could be, I do logos, you know, it's just about brand logos. It could be a sport like Formula One for me. And I can click that topic and, and challenge anyone. And so it'll find me an opponent somewhere in the world ready to play that game. Well, I'm, or, downloading, I'm downloading it right now. You may be playing against me. Well, this is where it gets cool. You can connect your Facebook friends, and Stephen and I are not only uh, co-hosts here on Two Blokes Talking Tobacco, we are Facebook friends as well. Uh, yeah. So I can actually challenge you directly. Now, if you're not online at this very moment, I can do my part of the quiz, and then you do your part later on, and we get the result together. You have, you have your moves, different moves. It's, it's like words with friends. You take yeah. The- well, yeah. no, it's, it's seven questions. So I do my seven questions, and I'm done. And then you do your seven questions, and it compares the scores. But not the same seven questions? Exact or- same seven questions. Okay, cool. We both get – so if we're doing um, logos, we'll both see the same seven logos. And the faster you answer the questions, the more points you get. And it's all about accumulating points and, and winning the game more and more often and, and, and progressing up the way. They've got an in-app purchase, which is weird. The only thing it does is is double or triple the the speed at which you get experience points, XP points, and I don't even see the point of that because it's not that 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 important in terms. And there of the are no game. ads in it. Are there ads in it? No ads. 
Okay. It's 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 entirely strange in that sense, but a real great fun game. Lots of topics to choose from. So uh, between between Quiz Up and Titanfall, have you done any work this week? Now, now, don't be like that, Stephen. No, the answer is <laughs> no. Um, but you can also um, you can also chat in it. So you meet people. You play some random person in America, and you can actually have a chat with them afterwards and say, "Oh, you nailed that!" And oh, it's yeah. very you, social it's little game. <laughs> Not that sort of chat, so I'm not talking. No, 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 there's no picture messaging or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, you suck at this game or I'm very good at it. Okay, Um, so a bit of trash talking going on, you reckon? No, there could be. There could be. I'm gonna. I'll be trash talking you later on on Quiz Up. Uh, so down. It's, and the good thing is, it's also available on Android and iOS. So Quiz Up, and I think once the two blokes are talking about it, um, this thing will get into the top ten of the uh, iTunes store very quickly. Quiz Up, one word. Search for it on Android, Google Play, or iOS, the App Store. Check it out. Quiz Up if you love your trivia. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. We'll continue the app discussion uh, following the interesting quiz up segment just before now. We're going to talk the Dulux Color app. Now, this is an app that I'm sure you could have taken advantage of. Now, Dulux obviously is a paint company, and what they've done, they've created this color app free to download for, for the iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. So it's only iOS at the moment. And what it allows you to do, it allows you to match your favorite color. So if there's, you got to say a, a certain colored couch or piece of art or something that you want to match with the paint, you simply take a photo of that object. It will match the color to the specific Dulux color and then allow you to visualize that color in a room. So say you're painting a bedroom, it'll give you a picture of a bedroom with that color on the wall so you can get a sense of it. Uh, before you actually go out and buy the paint and paint the whole room. So something you could have done when the Long family was renovating their new home. And the idea here is you could be at a display home or even a friend's house and you could hold the hold the app up and, and l- instead of taking a photo of a wall or, or a, or a colour, it might even be a vase you like the colour of, it will colour match that within the photo and allow you to then to choose that colour from the Dulux uh, range. And I love the idea of, of kind of virtually seeing it. Now, you can't see it in your own home. You can't see it in your own room, but you can pick from a wide range of rooms or exteriors to, to see how the colour would look. I think it's fantastic. What I find amazing, though, mate, is the names for these colours. I mean, yes. Jesus, who's coming up with these names, people? I know, some some pretty exotic names. I think there must be a person employed at Dulux to come up with the specific do that. names. Mm. And he's just really struggling to come up struggling, with yes. so he's he's put, combining words and making up making up different letter combinations. But mm. uh, the ones that I, I photographed something in my house, and the color that came out of it was a blue color, it was passionate blue. In fact, I I included that screenshot in my story on Tech Guide about it. Mm. But uh, there's like more than four thousand five hundred colors to choose from. That's a lot of choices. You know, you can go from deep leather and with one swipe you're in, swipe, you're in blackest brown and then uh, across to brown beauty and up to rich loom and vixen and up. Oh, Jeez, it just Amazing. doesn't end. Well, you know, you could be your own interior designer with this thing now. It's a so very cool app. and I think really help you sort of set the colour scheme in your home and I, uh, have some fun. I think the next level of this, which you can kind of already foresee in the years ahead, uh, whenever they can develop it, is take a photo and uh, put the colour in your own home. So that's... Uh, that's maybe next, but a very cool little app if you're into interior design or you've got some uh, painting to do. Unfortunately, it won't paint the room for you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we wrap it up each and every week with a couple of great little product reviews in addition to the other things we talk about throughout the show. And Stephen has these products featured on the website techguide.com.au. And we'll kick it off, mate, with the uh, another product from Moshi. 
Moshi Versa keyboard. Now, the, you, you know that when you want to buy an iPad case with a built-in keyboard, you, uh, you're you stuck with the keyboard, even if you're not using it. So if you've got a, a beautiful case with the, with the keyboard in there, if you, even if you just want to just use the touchscreen, the keyboard's still going to be there. Well, what the Moshi Versa keyboard does, it allows you to kind of hide the keyboard when you're not using it. So how it, at first glance, it looks like a normal case with a normal smart cover, but at the back of the product is a slot where the lightweight Bluetooth keyboard can slide into the back kind of out of sight. So even when you are using the tablet, the Versa keyboard has disappeared. So uh, it's quite Ooh. light. Uh, it, it is, it is uh, really thin. It's only one and a half centimeters thick, even with the keyboard in the back. Only weighs 380 grams, so it's very lightweight. The cover then can be folded origami style into a stand. So when you do pull the keyboard out, you can fold the stand up so that you can position the iPad comfortably so that you want to type out your whatever you need to type out, your email, your message, or whatever document you happen to be working on. Uh, and it's Bluetooth, of course, so it connects wirelessly with the, the keyboard to the iPad. Uh, it, and on a full charge, it's going to run for 130 hours, the keyboard. So it's always going to be by your side. And like I said, slides into the back, so it kind of disappears. You can even maybe not even slide it in the back if you want to have it even more lightweight. You've got room in your bag. You can actually take the keyboard out of the equation, but there is a slot to keep it with you so that it's there whenever you need it. Nice work. Uh, you can check out the Moshi Versa keyboard at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenny. I don't want to hear a word about Fiji, but uh, you are going to talk <laughs> golf. Yes, Garmin have launched the new Approach G7 and G8 Golf GPS products. Now, Garmin are no strangers to GPS, and they've taken it even further with the G7 and G8. Both feature uh, new new additions. Like there's, what I like about it is they've got a new feature called Plays Like Distance. Now, anyone who's ever played golf knows that distance can change when you're shooting uphill or downhill. So this can actually take into account whether you're shooting up or down, which sometimes can add a club or even remove a club from your club selection. So really good, good to have that, uh, that advice through this device. Another thing that the Garmin devices bring are smartphone notifications. Only works with iPhone at this stage. So if you're playing on a weekday, for example, and you're getting lots of messages and emails, you can actually see at a glance what, your, what messages are coming through to your smartphone without having, having to actually touch your smartphone. Uh, there are th- more than 30,000 courses preloaded. So anywhere where you go in the world, this is going to find the course you're playing on. R- really accurate distances, front, middle, back of the green. You can simply touch a point on the hole to get a measurement. Say, say there might be a hazard on the left. You just touch the hazard to say, okay, that's 160 meters away. So that way you can adjust your club selection to avoid that. You may want to sort of touch where the dog leg starts maybe so you can know exactly how far you need to lay up. So it really gives uh, a, a, a opportunity to cut a few slices, a few shots off your game. The G8 has a slightly larger screen. It's got a 3-inch screen. G7's got a 2.6-inch screen. The G8 also has Wi-Fi. Uh, and it also has another blind spot assistance feature. So even if you can't see the green, it actually points you in the right direction towards the middle of the green. G7, 379 The G8, $499. And they're both available right now. And sleek-looking devices they are too. Check them out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And that's a wrap for the sesquicentennial, uh, 150th episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. It's been an absolute pleasure doing each and every one of them. Uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for downloading. I can predict wholeheartedly for at this point that next week we'll be talking about the technology involved in Formula One. 
um, because absolutely, that's when gonna, are you heading down? <laughs> uh, I'm down. Uh, I'm down on Thursday and then back on Friday, so um, I'm going down twice, <laughs> twice in the week. Um, and I'll, I'll be checking a few things out there for, for the, representing the two blokes, of course, as you absolutely. do in Fiji. Uh, not quite the same, <laughs> but so be it. Uh, check out uh, Stephen's work at techguide.com.au. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Stephen Fennick with a PH. I'm at EFTM.com.au and Trevor Long on Twitter. Thank you, mate. Talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Thanks, Trevor. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.